This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See McDonald's.com. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with three for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. Beyond the pitch, beyond the results, we're here to connect fans, getting them to embrace the highs and lows of supporting your club because we're not just fans, we're a team. With two in three football fans having struggled with their mental health, we understand that life off the pitch can present its own challenges. That's why we're committed to ensuring you have the tools to stay connected with your friends and fellow supporters. Take a moment to connect with your mates. A simple text or an open conversation can make a world of difference. And if they don't respond right away, don't hesitate to follow up. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. This podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. And listening to Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV on YouTube and your favourite podcasts. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Now be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV by subscribing on YouTube and following them on social media for all the latest Leicester City news and information. Come on, you foxes! Hello, 
Yeah, hello. Yeah, um, is Joel available, please? Yeah, Joel Glazier. Yeah, don't put me through to his answer phone. I've left about um about ten messages today for him. Is it? It's yeah, yeah. It's Chris from Leicester till I die. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's not available. Avram, is he available at all? No, no, no. Oh, Kevin, about Kevin. Kevin Glazier, is he available? Oh, okay. Brian, is Brian available? No, uh, he's not available to talk either. Darcy? Okay. Um, but Edward, Edward's got to be available. Edward's always available. No, Edward Lazy's not available either. Oh, well, we asked them to ring me because, you know, I've got some, you know, they were after somebody I know and I can, you know, maybe set the deal up for him. So, yeah, just that it's Chris that left until I die. And he's just telling me it's about Brendan. Thanks now. Bye-bye. Good evening. It's Lester Till I Die TV. Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for the main event of the evening. 60 minutes of football fun and banter with Chris and Lester Till I Die TV. Are you ready? Ready? Let's get ready to rumble. Well, when I say fun and banter, hmm. <laughs> it may be stretching it a bit today. Look, this is our new our new feature on this day in history. We've got to look at something good. On the what were you doing on the twentieth of November, nineteen oh nine? I mean, Brad will remember exactly where he is. Um, but Fred Shinton. Bagged a hat trick in just five minutes for Leicester Foss in a 3 0 win over Oldham Athletic. Oh, hey, those were the days, my friend. We thought they'd never end. Uh -huh. It's Leicester Till I Die TV. It was Chelsea, uh, sorry, Leicester nil, Chelsea three. This is the post match show with Chris and Brad, and this is where you can listen to us, and this is where you can watch us. <laughs> On your favourite podcast platform, or ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester till I die. Subscribe, like, follow, and join in now. Okay, uh, if anybody's watching on YouTube, Lester till I die TV, there is a poll on there at the moment. I have asked him to get off, but he, 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 he sort of camped out and he won't move. But <laughs> I know it's an old one, but I'm an old person. Um, it's three questions. Well, it's one question with three answers. Um, does Brendan need to change? Do we need to change Brendan? Or are you happy with the status quo? Click on it. Let us know what you think. Let us know your comments. Andrew uh, says here, uh, speak to the twins, double glazier. Wah, wah, wah. Uh, Doug, I hear Doug. Brendan says season is unraveling uh, in all the wrong reasons. Didn't that happen at Liverpool as well, mate? Um, 
Scott, questions are, has Brendan lost the dressing room or few too many bad eggs within the dressing room? I don't think there's a matter of him losing the dressing room. I don't think the players are particularly against him. You know, I mean, you look at Chelsea today and the commentator kept saying they have played that same system week in, week out since Tuchel took over. They know exactly what they are doing. They know where their um, colleagues will be. They can actually put a pass together. <laughs> Have you tried that, Lester? You know, actually passing to somebody in a blue shirt. Uh, Yeti boy, good evening. How the uh, devil are you? Uh, most of our players don't want to play for us. They just want to join bigger clubs. Rogers is focusing more on the United job than Ollie is. Mm, 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 mm. Um, Doug, Liverpool fan, said yes, it was the third season at Liverpool. Um, he lost too many games. This is sounding a little bit familiar, Doug. Um, Brookline, our Leicester lads played great, Chilwell and Canty, <laughs> indeed, as did Christian Pulich. Andrew, I made this point earlier myself. It's men against boys, it certainly is. Big Sam, anybody? Big Sam, Brad? <laughs> anyone. Anyone right now. Right, anyone right now. I look, Chelsea quality side, it's very well known that they're definitely yours and they're my favourites to win this title. Mm. So, you know, you can lose to Chelsea. Of course you can. They're a good side. They're a great depth side, the European champions. You can lose to a Man City. Of course you can. They're absolutely leathered with quality. There isn't probably a team... They've probably got a team on the bench that could win, win the league or at least challenge for it. What you can't do is lose out in the way that we did. You just can't lose that way. You cannot lose that game that way with yeah. how things are going. And I've got... I've got a list that's so long that I have to stop because I'm bored. If anyone can see, that's how noted with what went wrong today. We um, are, we are. I, I'm going to go off and uh, take the dog for a walk while you do that because I think you might. I will give you the time to do it as I think you will need the time to do it. Um, yeah. Don't forget that. Don't forget the poll. It is live on YouTube. But like I say, um, the, the, the question is. Um, does Brendan need to change or do we need to change Brendan? And at the moment, Brendan needs to change and we need to change Brendan, his neck and neck. And happy with things as they are is actually um, uh, coming in third. We can actually go over now, now live. I'll try that with my teeth. We can go over now live because Brendan is actually just giving his press conference. So we can uh, we can just see if we can just... My uh, answer tune is I don't have the first damn clue. <laughs> Did it, I mean, I'm. So, I mean, what has gone so badly wrong? Uh, Doug was, you know, he, he's a Liverpool fan. He's saying he remembers Brendan's third season at Liverpool. That's when it started to go down the pan. Is he a bit of a Claudio where it works for a couple of seasons and then it goes off? Why is everything going wrong? You know what? That poll you put up probably answers the question. If Brendan doesn't stop being stupidly stubborn in making us play this particular way against these particular strong oppositions, then it's mm. going to be, if Brendan doesn't change things, it's going to leave Brendan out of a job. And now I'm not getting like Arsenal and Manchester United and Spurs, 
by saying Brandon out, get him out, get someone else in. But he will, he, Brandon will be the reason he loses his job if he does not break his habit of going, we play Manchester City, we'll hit them on the break. We'll try and soak it up. I'll get to it in my tactical part, showing you how Leicester play. Mm. But, um, but yeah, if he does not change, number two will happen. And that's <laughs> the second thing. Definitely. And you do know that, of course, maybe he's spending too much time on quiz shows. Mm. Well, if you are the weakest link, goodbye. Maybe he'd learn a thing or two if he actually <laughs> turned into some quiz shows. He might learn some players and how they played. Because I remember a part. Funny enough, thanks to these quizzes, I've now gone back and remembered a time where Leicester would play at Chelsea, who were a better side than us. They had Viali. I'm talking... You know, I'm talking Viali, Zola, Andre Flo. I'm talking Hasselbanks. I'm talking, you know, Graham Lassos. I'm talking a much better side than Leicester on paper. And Leicester used to go, Martin O'Neill used to go, Elliot or Walsh or both of them, get up front. We need something from this game. I, I don't... Brendan Rodgers needs to take a leaf out of his book because I, I know we've done many shows with Julian Watson. He's now a regular on this channel, which is absolutely brilliant. But I know for a fact, from hearing it from the horse's mouth, as they say, Martin O'Neill didn't mind Leicester losing as long as they went out there and went out there and didn't play with fear. Well, I tell you what, that team is drilled with fear right now because they fear making every mistake. You know what? I um, I, I do think Brendan is the weakest link at the moment because the players that we've got are the players that we had last year and all this... I'll come to comments later. I can't see what they are at the moment. I'm on a different screen. But all this sort of all, we've got the injuries. We had worse injuries this than this last season, and we were fourth, um, or in the top four. We, and you know, I said on on, on many shows that maybe we, we overachieved. Maybe we were punching above our weight. Maybe other clubs have caught us up in that battle for the just outside the top four. You know, the fourth, you know, fifth, sixth, seventh position. West Ham. Arsenal are coming back, but we're just going backwards. That was, you know, it's it's not as if, you know, we're losing to Chelsea, but we're stuffing Norwich. We're, you know, we're losing to Man City, but we're stuffing Burnley. We're not. We're not playing good against anybody. We're playing shit against them all. And I'm sorry, the manager is the manager, and the book stops with him. And you can't tell me that the players are not good enough because. We we didn't sell anybody in the summer that we didn't want to. So this yeah, is exactly the same club. Yeah, this is the same club. Uh, sorry, the same players that won us the FA Cup. The same players that have got us into Europe for two seasons, plus some expensive add-ons. Oh, I don't know. I'll carry on talking because I think Brad Brad maybe gone gone uh, to the little boys' room. Um, I wouldn't know because I, I use the big boys' room. Um, but uh, so I don't get. It. Let's have a look at some comments. Let's catch up with some comments and see. Because and I, I'm I'm not saying fat Brendan. I mean, I had a little bit of a, a a joke at the start, and Man United probably don't want him now, and I don't blame them if they don't want him. Um, you know, would you look at that manager in all seriousness and go, yeah, he's better than what we've got? Because no, he's not, you know. Um, let's just gonna say, go through some comments here and we'll just catch up. Um, D Doug says, the man of the defeat 
isn't it? The performance was awful. Exactly what I've just said there, Doug. Totally. Um, go down fighting. I tell you what, at the moment, Leicester go down quicker than a horse, a horse underpants on double time. We are just that bad. Um, Daniel Falk is available. At least we'd know what to expect every game. Your <laughs> relegation battle. Um, who would you get in, though? Seriously, that's the only reason why I'm not 100% Rogers out. I mean, that is another question. And I'm not saying he should go. What I am saying is he should be taking a look at himself and saying, what the fuck is going wrong? You've got a first-team coach in Colo Torre who's got a bit of experience. We can't defend corners. We can't not concede. We can't keep a clean sheet. I think it was after the first or second goal, they looked... I was watching the game, and there was two Chelsea defenders between the last... Uh, sorry, two Chelsea attackers between the last Leicester defender and Kasper Schmeichel. Nobody picking them up at all. Now, is that because it's zonal defending? I don't know. Colo, what are you doing? Do your job or get out. That's what I say to Colo. Because to be well, honest with Colo, you... you Colo, 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 Colo's, Colo's only training the players and what the manager wants them to do. I, I Honestly, mate, what, what, this is Leicester's, what, 17th, 18th game of the season in all competitions? This is the first time I will genuinely say this, and you can clip it and quote me on it, right, to, to see how many times I end up saying this this season. This defeat 100% lies at Brandon's feet. Oh, I don't blame a single one of them players out there for what no. they did. No, I really don't. It was 100% on the manager that defeat. It was embarrassing. The book stops with the manager. That's what he's paid the big books for. And all yeah. this, well, you know, he's lost the dressing room. Well, if he loses the dressing room, he's bad at his job. Um, oh, once they walk over the white line, he can't control them. Yes, he can, because he can yank them off and put somebody else on, 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 on the front. And a good manager, whether it's football, sales, whatever, looks at his team and goes, that's not working. I need to do something about that. Not 17 games, like you said, into the season and realise it's not working. Um, Brookline says here, the away fans cheer whenever Schmeichel has the ball at his feet. And yet I do get what you're saying about, um, about you know, you, you, it lies at Brendan's door. But Colo came with Brendan and that here is his particular area. It's like when we had Kevin Phillips. He came in as, as a striker coach or he stayed on as a striker coach. And we, we were going weeks and weeks without scoring goals. What's the point? Um, Brookline says, memo to Brendan, never play indeed in Samori at the same time. Scott says, go, need to go back to two up front. Andrew says, 20 goals conceded from corners. <laughs> well, he's <laughs> Andrew, I'm with you on that one. Um, afternoon, Matthew, welcome back. <laughs> yeah, you should have stayed in Europe, mate. Maybe gone and watched a, a, a team over there. Um, is it time to give Ward a chance in goal? I just, I just don't know if yeah, it, it, it's... Yeah, but he'll be asked to, he, he, uh, like I said, stupidly yeah. stubborn as Brandon is, he'll be asked to distribute the ball the same, the same way. way yes. So it yes. don't make a difference who's in goal. Don't make yeah. a difference. We, we were kicking the ball across that back again and... 
there was their second goal came because we we couldn't clear the ball because we were messing about. It went out. They got the ball and and they scored. Totally, totally not Casper's fault. I'm sorry. Um, Nippon, good evening. Don't ask how we are today, sir, but I bet you are very, very happy. A deserved win for you. I can't deny it. Um, you no, know, I, I get what you're saying, but a goalkeeper, however good you are, is only as good as the defenders in front of him. And he hasn't had a regular bat form. That's not just a defender's infantry. That's not just because of the injuries. That's because Brendan's changing the system all the time. You know, you look to say that Chelsea team have played that formation, 3-5-2, um, or whatever they played up front, and they've been playing it since Tuchel came in, and they knew exactly what they were doing. Um, Brookline, we still, <laughs> we still cannot win without Perez. I think you mean there, <laughs> Leicester City, Firmino. We'll quickly move on from that for Brad's sake. Um, uh, yeah, we cannot win without. Uh, bring John Terry in as defensive coach. I think. I think. We should, I tell you what, we should get in as a bloody defensive coach, Donald Trump, because he can make somebody build a bloody wall. And that might keep the goals out. Um, it's not Yeti boy. It's not his fault that the players don't put any effort in. The players, these were the same players that were putting the effort in last season that won us the FA Cup. So Yeti, I know what you're saying, and it's very frustrating all this. But why aren't they putting the effort in? As Brad said, it's because they're playing to the way that Brendan wants them to play this tippy tappy football. I'm going to quote you, Glenn Hoddle here. And, you know, people say that he's not always the best commentator. But see if you agree with what he said, uh, Brad. He said, Edward Mende wouldn't even need to have a shower after that game because he never broke into a sweat. Mate, he could, he could have walked out the King Power, gone straight to a five-a-side game, asked to play rush goalkeeper, and would have still had more to do than he did in that 90 minutes. He was, honestly, he could have gone... And put a stick in the middle of the goal, walked over to the Chelsea fans with a deck of cards and challenged someone to a game of poker or blackjack. And <laughs> it wouldn't make a difference. We had no shots on target in the first half. I don't think we had a shot off target in the first half either. Is that good enough? For any premier, I mean, I've often said, I've often said, Brad, that sometimes when we're on form with the last couple of seasons, it's been like watching Brazil. That was like watching Norwich today. Mate, you stole something I was going to say when I have my little list rant. Read I off. do apologise. I am sorry, oh, sir. It's fine because it's spot on, mate. Norwich must be fuming about that result because we probably deserved the same sort of score on it. Was embarrassing, and I don't care. I don't care who it is. I don't care if it's Barcelona. I don't care if it's prime Barcelona. I don't care if it's prime Brazil or any any national side or 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 league side at their case. I don't care if that's a combination of ten defenders. You have a shot in the first half. You have a shot. I don't care if it goes thirty yards over the bar. You might just find that you hit it like. Uh, and I'm bringing this point up, you might hit it as clean as a certain Daniel Amati, and the keeper might just tip it onto the post and it goes in. I don't care who you are. I don't care if you're Sutton United. 
I don't care if you're 11 guys that chucked itself together to play Manchester United in a random behind-the-closed-doors game. Hit the ball towards the goal. It's not that hard. It's not that difficult. It's embarrassing to not have a shot in 45 minutes. In fact, it's embarrassing to not have a shot until the 57th minute. I was going to, yeah, that is a good that is a good point. Is it embarrassing that our best strike on goal was from a defender that up until this season wasn't, you know, even on the radar? Yeah, it's embarrassing, mate. It's embarrassing. It's embarrassing and players will be embarrassed. They'll be angry. They'll be annoyed. And this is what I mean, mate. And this is what everybody else is coming towards to. Brendan, stop being stupidly stubborn. Let you guys play football because they didn't play badly today. Right, they played Brendan's way. They went, okay, we'll sit back, we'll do this, we'll do exactly what you're telling us to do on the training ground because you're our gaffer. So there ain't no mere tension between them. Mm. They're going, okay, that's how you want us to play today. That's exactly how we'll play gaffer. They went out there and they, they probably walked into that change room and there was one comment I didn't like on my screen that said, uh, or it might have been, I might have tuned into the post match in Leicester, it might have been Elliot. I think it was Elliot talking. And he said, sometimes players like that have to come out that need a rollicking. But Brendan shouldn't do that to them players. Yes, he should. And then players should then stand up like Casper and go, well, you told us to play that way, so either change it, don't come in here having to go... I want them to have a bit of fire in the belly and have a bit of an argument and thrash it out because there's clearly some frustrations. They're happy mm. to go out and play for the manager and play the way he's asking, but it clearly isn't working. I want a Casper or a Vardy or, or an Adidas or someone going, hold oh, the phone, mate. You're offering to go at us for playing like that. You asked us to play like that. How about we do something different, like when I knock on your office door and make a, a suggestion as your captain? You know, maybe when we're telling you this ain't working, Gaffer, you listen to us instead of telling us, trust it, it'll come good. Maybe we need to have a team meeting and discuss a new way to go out as a collective because something needs to happen. Can you tell I'm not happy with that, mate? Can I can't. I'm, I'm, I'm that, just mate? looking because Burnley are drawing with Crystal Palace. Um, Norwich are drawing with Southampton. Those teams below us, they are... Uh, Norwich aren't bottom at the moment. I mean, they are literally... I mean, we are four points off the relegation zone. Four points. We are the FA Cup winners... We have been in Europe for two seasons running. This is the form that got Claudio Ranieri sacked. Why is yeah. Brendan still here? Do, do, do you know what the worst thing is, mate? And I know we've already stressed this enough, and I bet you any Leicester fan out there will agree with what I'm about saying. If you don't, let me know in the comments why you want to agree with it. We probably feared, and if you watch our prediction show, I predicted this. I said my brain is telling me this could be a 3 or 4 nil, which it was in the end but I prayed for a win, right? Mm. It, it, you know, you can you can play a Chelsea, and we probably expect it to lose. Chelsea have been very impressive for the majority of this season, minus the odd performance hit, or half a performance here or there. They've still got the job done more times than not, right? If we lost this game 2-1 or 2-0, and Kante scores that goal, he scores... And maybe Rudiger scores from a set piece, but Leicester are going at them, they're having chances. Mendy has a blinder. We'd be sat here approaching this defeat differently. It's the fact that I kid you not, Leicester's Leicester's one positive from this game and this and this result 
is we're not adding to the 9-0 of mm. Southampton. Honest to God, we are not, we, 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 I mean, what? Did we have three or four goals chalked out for offside just by Chelsea? Three. It was three, I think, they had offside. So it could have been 6-0. And, yeah. you know, what was one off, what, you know, Norwich did. And this... And I, can't, I always go back to this, but I do think it's a very, very valid point. The great escape year, we weren't getting beaten by three, four, five nils. There were close games, but you, what, you know, I, I was travelling almost an eight-hour return journey, week in, week out, to see us losing and see us sat at the bottom of the league. But do you know what? I was watching players that were putting an effort in. Yeah. I don't very think... I don't think you would get that performance tonight from either a Martin, or you said earlier, Martin O'Neill team or a Nigel Pearson team. Yeah, look, that, that's the most hurtful thing about a defeat. It hurts to lose, of course, because you don't like to travel all that way to spend all your money to see your team lose. But I very rarely remember a game in that particular season you've just mentioned where. We looked at the game afterwards as a fan and probably went, I know we lost, but the effort's there. I can see something if we can just get it right. Manchester United, two less than four was the last time I thought, hold on a minute, maybe now the pennies dropped for him. Maybe now we're going to see it. No, no. Didn't look confident. Didn't look confident when we played um, Moscow at home. Mm. Didn't look confident against Leeds. Didn't look confident today. Don't think we'll be looking confident going to Vicarage Road against Watford. Uh, but, you know, should Brendan be stood on... And I'm not going on a lot about Brendan, but he's the manager. He gets paid the big bucks to to, to, to get us where we where we are. Um, should he be sat on the... Or stood at the side going... Which is all he seems to do. Whenever the camera's on him, he's impersonating a bloody seal. You know, <laughs> there's no, there's no passion in the guy. And all right, you know, not everybody is a Martin O'Neill, but even Claudio and Claudio, bless him, you know, he's, he's a little bit older, he's getting on a bit, but he's, he shows some passion sometimes. You know, there's no, there's nothing coming from Brendan. Is at the moment, he's the most uninspiring person, I think. I watch on the football. Um, and when it's winning, when you're winning, you don't need to be passionate. But when you're not winning, you need to be different. And he isn't different. You know what, mate? I was watching, um, obviously, on a different network to yourselves. Uh, mm. And the funny thing is, you've just said two different sort of approaches from managers and what they're like on the sidelines and to me you need to have that fine balance mm. right funny you should say that because the comparisons was made i think it was by matt holland on my commentary and he said the thing is leicester gave less time and were less patient with claude powell yet brendan has them playing an even more defensive and backwards technique it just shows it's uh subject to you know past or and how it goes for them it just shows that managers can get more time if things go right yeah but let me get going back to what you just said quickly about brendan there right 
in 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 the space of 10 seconds of a camera pan probably not even that right I, i'm going to show you two reactions one was casper one was brandon from the same incident let's see let if anybody me, in the comments can guess what, let what me it put is. you let me do this for you there you go right so here's here, here you know so it's brandon versus casper we're going to play guess guess the person from the reaction Get up the pit! Get up the pit! Move inside! For God's sake, get where you want to be! Keep going, keep going, you're all right. It's only 4 0, 3 0. Go on, go on, easy one. Guess, guess which one would work. Let me let me let, let me think about that for half a second. We we know we definitely know which one was Brendan. Do the do you remember when um we were in the World Cup and Bobby Robson was the manager and we hadn't yeah. had the best of starts and that and it's rumored and I don't know how true this is that the players went in and saw him and said, Look, it's not working, we need to do this. And he sat down and he spoke to him and he listened. And I think that was the season we, he got us to the semi-finals. The, the World Cup, we got to the semi-finals. It turned it around. Do you need somebody at Leicester, like a Casper, like you said, like a Jamie, that, that does say, boss, we need to see you. We need, a, we need a meeting. Not just after the game, but, you know, training on Monday, saying, right, come on, we need a, we need, you know, we need to talk about this. Yeah, they do. They really clearly do. Either Brendan needs to be in that changing room or in the office Monday morning with our players going, we're going to change things. What we've been trying and working on and trying to isn't working. So we're going to do this, right? Or he needs to take authority in that decision because you don't, to a point as a manager, the last thing you want is to feel like the players have lost their belief in you. Because once you do that, it's next to impossible to gain that back that trust and belief in you trying something but if brendan can go right we've tried this it's not working so we're going to work on something else i want to be able to utilize us as best as we can this is not working i'm going to change it we're going to do this and then the players go probably in the red without saying out loud go oh christ thank god for that i was fearing we'd have to have a meeting ourselves there and talk about old Brendan. But if he's willing to change it, I'm, I'm still willing to believe in it, in what he's trying to get us to do here. And Brendan will need to change that. He can't just go, oh, well, we'll go 4-4-2 or 4-3-1-2. Because as we've talked about when we've been more impressed with the formation and, and, and I've been more... And, I've been more positive about how we've gone about things tactically and we've probably got a result in one way or another. We still played the same way. It still went backwards. It still went sideways. It still took us 13 minutes to get the ball forward. He needs to be willing to keep some dynamics, but change a lot of it. Mm. And comment there saying we were playing the same way that when we tried to get Ranieri the sack. Well, no, no, nobody was trying to get Ranieri to sack. These players clearly, by the way they're playing and the way they're not... See, you notice it sometimes that um, a manager will stand there stone face like this, 
not saying anything when all of a sudden a team changes their style and gets themselves back in the game, turns the game on his head, gets a win. And I can tell you a little secret, right? If a manager's not like that, seeing what's going right on the pitch and he's getting his pumping his fist, he's high-fiving his staff, he's getting the crowd rolled. If he stood there going, all right, okay, I see. That's because this has happened. The players have gone, sod this. I ain't doing this week in, week out. Let's change it ourselves and show what we're capable of. Let the fans and the manager know that he's wrong. Because he'll go, okay, right, you're not playing out. You're not playing the way I told you to. You've gone against my orders. Don't care about the result. You've disrespected me as manager. Because managers have an ego. Whether we like it or not, narcissists as pie, they're right. Their way will work. They're sure of it. That's why managers are so against changing it when they've got their way set. Brendan's not the only one. There's tons of managers out there that are the same. I guarantee you, if things start going wrong at Chelsea with Tuchel, he won't change his way. He might change the formation and he might change his lineup, but he won't change how he wants them to approach it because he'll go, well, it worked for 18 months. Why is it not working now? And Brendan might be thinking the same. But unfortunately, sometimes, if you want to develop and become known as a manager that's world-class, you need to be ready to adapt. Otherwise, you're going to have players that turn the game on the head and you're still there going, I didn't tell them to do that. No, mm. I've got three points, but I didn't tell them to do that. So why did they do that? Brendan has obviously got a little bit of um, money in the bank with, with with us, you know, with what he what he's achieved, um, more than well. But you, you mentioned it before, and I wanted to come back to you on it. Is it any different to the Puel years, if or year, if you like? You know, um, I ca I can't see the difference. And how long is it before you think? I mean, there was booing at the end of the game. I don't know if you heard it. I heard it on on, on, on my, my 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 stream. But and it's quite at the end of the game. I think there's nothing wrong with booing if you don't like the performance. You know, it didn't happen during the game. The crowd were behind the lads, given you know the due. Uh, but how you know how much time in the bank has Brendan got? Do you think? It's a good question. I mean, our our owners seemed to go through a, a period at the start, didn't they? If everybody remembers when they first took over the yeah. club, where you know a manager wouldn't get too long. You know, they 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 wanted somebody that came into that squad and got them playing better foot, a lot better football than what we were doing and have been doing. Mm. You know. And if it wasn't working after about 12 to 13 weeks of football, you know, we're, we're all right, we're talking about a time when Leicester were playing Saturday, Tuesday, Saturday, Tuesday, because they were in the championship or, or, or League One. And, and they were obviously then playing also through international breaks because in them divisions, they don't have the time off. Um, but our owners have then developed a mentor of going, OK, we understand more. This isn't the process we need to be taking. We need to give managers time. But unfortunately, when the wheels come off and it goes to a fan, I'm pretty sure our owners will go, right, here's a line. Here's here's where we're still willing to give the, the, manager, the man in charge time. If he drops below this line or it gets to the stage, that's when we need to look about changing our personnel and 
the difference is the one saving grace for Brendan, and he's been doing it a lot, and he's only recently has he not been getting away with it. He certainly didn't get away with it today. Is a while would have Vicente Abora and on occasion Silver and whoever else he had in his midfield, right? And they play very defensive and boring, slow football. And then what we the difference between Paul and Rogers is at least you see. And this is why I mean Brennan needs to change it, is Brennan gets to half time and goes, right, you off, you off, you on, you on, and a change in shape. Didn't see that today, surprisingly. He stuck with the shape but made the subs. But whereas Powell would probably get into dressing room, dressing room unless they're 2-0 down, and the players are going, this needs to change Gaffer, this needs to change Gaffer, and he's going, no, stick, stick to it, stick to it, stick to it. And they're going, all right, but we stick to it, and that's, going to happen in the second half and that's the biggest difference the crowd got you know didn't give pro the time are the crowd going to give brendan the time and you can't sit here and blame and andrew tongue-in-cheek i think you might be there andrew could it have been because uh vestercord wasn't playing um yeah, right, Andrew. <laughs> I think we would have seen a 9-0 the other way if he had been doing. Um, you know, are, are we going to get to the point where, you know, we, we can't blame the players because, like I say, they're playing to a style. And uh, if this had been well in charge now, I think we'd have, the fans would have been a lot more vocal than perhaps they are being. He has got a little bit of petrol in the tank hasn't it but how long is it going to last we said there with with the owners how long is it going to last with the fans um i don't think in 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 the greatest respect i don't think to the owners it will matter what the fans think in the sense of because they already think all the same they hired brendan rogers with the expectation and knowledge that brendan was an experienced manager he managed all over Europe, learned his trade all over Europe. He's managed the likes of Liverpool and he's managed the likes uh, and brought Swansea up through the divisions. And despite your opinion on the football over there, and that's to everybody and myself included, he took Celtic and achieved unprecedented things for a farmer's league, right? He came in with, with, with expectation and there was probably expectation of more success than failure. Right, which up until this season has been the case. Powell was brought in from a club that were already sick and tired of the Powell possession game. It didn't ever alter and change. It's not like he came to Leicester and suddenly he was putting rockets up backsides and Leicester were playing fancy football. It never changed, so it was already from day one detesting some Leicester fans. So it was probably the reason he was given less time is because from day one, he wasn't the biggest admirer for most Leicester fans. But Rogers could lose his job quicker by playing this way and getting bad results because they'll go, we expect you, Mr. Rogers, to sort this out. And if you don't sort this out by X amount of time, it could be November, could be December, it could be next week. He gets, he gets told, right, you've really got to sort this out, otherwise we will look out elsewhere. Um, so that's that's probably the difference. This is where Rogers, and we've said this before over the last couple of weeks, but he really needs to show his mentor as a manager, manager because he will get less time. 
I think Puel mm. got six more months than a lot of Leicester fans wanted him to get. I don't think Brendan's got six months. I think he's got two to three weeks. And that's a big contrasting difference to if let him do, have all the pressure. Do you make the change, if a change is what we need, before or, and give the new manager January transfer window? Ideally, yes, you would like to because I, I do feel for a manager that comes in end of February, start of March sort of thing and goes, well, that's great, but I've got 22 underperforming players. Some that, and, you know, that manager might come in and go, 22 underperforming players, six or seven of them that I don't ever envision me picking because either they don't suit how I play or they're just not good enough. But I can't do anything about it because I've got no window to spend until, you know, yeah. end of season slash July. And if, if that manager comes in with eight, mm. eight games left and only wins two of them and has a bad start, he's already under pressure. So Leicester either need to make that decision in the next coming weeks and give a manager January and, and, and hope to turn the fortunes around. Or you stick with Brendan at the end of the season and you go, thank you for your time, Mr. Rogers. Thanks for everything you've achieved. But we now think we need to go yeah. on to pass new. Two things that I will I will say now. One, I really, really, really don't know anything about football this season at all because Man United are now 2-0 down at Watford. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. And at half-time. And maybe we won't need to make this decision because if, you know, maybe maybe the Man United board will make a decision on Ollie and and make that thing for us. But I've just got to say, I've just had a just had a text message of Steve Linex, who uh, did the prediction show with us the other the other night, if you remember. And he said he's just on his way out to buy some new underwear. So... <laughs> Steve Linex I mean, might be the new man at the top of the way the results are going at the moment. Hey, I'm going to have to start copying Steve's own work. I know this is what I think. I think this is what he's uh, he's referring to, um, Steve. I just hope you, uh, hope you get some with some elastic in this time. Um, and Palace have, have gone up against, uh, one up against Burnley. So, yeah, we're a little bit, uh, but we're still, like I say, you know, only four points above 17th. But uh, Scott says there, you see, Scott, you know, Diego Simone, breaking the bank is fine, but he won't want to come here. You know, he's turned yeah, down. Yeah. Bigger clubs yeah, than us, haven't he? I yeah, can't. Which yeah. I can't find anything who who went in for him. Probably Spurs. Uh, but even if he's going to turn down clubs like that, I'm sorry, he isn't going to come to Leicester. And suddenly, our stock at the moment is a lot lower than it would have been um, when when we were doing well. Uh, Andrew says here, Scott. Surely, when the players have finished training, the facilities are there to have some downtime. You'd think so. Was it, I think um, Craig said to me the other day, was it, um, he, he read there that Wes was surprised at the intensity of the training coming over to Leicester. Maybe that's why we're picking up all these injuries when it's not on the games. Scott says, think Rogers will have until the end of the Europa League. If he keeps us in it, he'll have extended time. Look at the, the team. What do you think when, 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 you, when you saw the team? I was a bit confused because all Brighton was in there and so was Barnes and Lutman. So I was like, okay. Guessing obviously Pereira was out injured. Yeah. Um, so 
Ill Brighton's clearly playing as a right wing back. I would have thought that you do not weaken that back line as much as possible. As much as I love Ill Brighton, be a hero for Leicester, one of one of my favourite players that I've seen playing a Leicester shirt. I've got no issues with him playing on that pitch. But I just want him in his position that he's that he, he's best at for us, which is on the wing in an attacking sense, not as a defensive sense. I, yeah. for me, would have personally, because people forget he actually started out on that side for us, I would have preferred to have seen Sonja and Evans having Castagne on the left and Amate on the right, because he's mm. the only natural fitted right back to that situation. Um, but there's, 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 I just, I, I wasn't looking at any of them players going, no, there's our weakness. You know, I know I've literally just said that all Brighton was our weakest, our weakest player out of position, but he wasn't our weakest player. There wasn't anyone that made me look at that team sheet and go, oh God, this is going to be an awful day, especially for that player. I, I looked at yeah. him going, well, we know how Brendan's going to play this game. Let's see what we can do. And we saw what yeah, we it, could do. It didn't look that play. bad, did it, in fairness, you know. No. But, but again, that early start, we didn't like 2-0 down within half an hour. Sick of saying it, mate. Sick of saying it. I'm sick of saying it week in, week out, opposition after opposition. Why do Leicester start playing any form of decent football in any attacking sense when the game's either gone in terms of result by who we're playing against and the way they're playing, or we go a goal down. Mm. Sick of saying it. I'm sick of saying it. Honestly, mate. No, no, no. no I, 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 I get it. I get it totally. Um, there's still time to vote in the poll at the moment. The fact that the... the, the, the Staying, staying behind Brendan. Uh, Brendan needs to change. It's still the one that is winning. Um, 53 to 35. Uh, not many are happy with the way things are at the moment, which is not a surprise. Not a surprise. But we are going to go and... Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm just I'm just looking at the, the things I've got here. And uh, poor old Man United. Go on, Claudio. I know, I know you've cost me three points in my prediction league, but I don't care. I don't care. Go for it. Um, we're going to be back. We're going to have Brad with his whiteboard, and he's going to put the world to right straight after this. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey, guys. Ian Hume here. Hi, everybody. Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Indeed. So, um, I'm just looking for something here. Brookline said earlier, no joke, I'd rather have Brad in his uh, whiteboard over Brendan Rogers." <laughs> but... Cheers, you're going to get your wish, Brookline. You're going to get your wish because it is that moment. Maybe I need to add a bit of music to this, but it is Brad's tactical appraisal time on Leicester Till I Die TV. Um, Brad is getting his board out as we speak. 
and yeah I'm currently downstairs as well so i'm gonna to have to try and hold it like that but there is a reason all that's staying on there because i'm gonna list this off quickly for for you guys so i took notes because i normally try and break down the tactics and tactically i normally go for what went wrong or right for leicester city during the game so i'm just going to list off these uh 17 and a half points quickly before i get into where it actually went wrong on the pitch so you can probably visually see it First of all, we failed to press Chelsea. We, second point was we failed to press, which meant we sat way too deeply for Chelsea. Um, one big baffling thing that was really baffling to me to go on to the defensive point was we decided in our greatest wisdom in our zonal marking that Mark Brighton should mark Antonio Rudiger at set pieces. You know, that guy that scored four goals in nine games against us or something stuff like that? Yeah, smart there, Brendan. I love that from you. Uh, and the next point I ended up writing down was our slow, methodical build-up that nearly put me to sleep. If it weren't for them scoring goals, honestly, it would have put me to sleep. Five, only the left winger, the striker and the right winger pressed whilst Chelsea only had the ball in their half and were dawdling around with it. Probably the only time we actually got excited in that first half because we actually thought if we nick this here, we might get a goal. Number six, getting close to half-time here. Bear in mind, this is just my notes for half-time. We followed the ball. And, and not the runs that were made off the ball. So many times we had that ball and Chelsea had that ball on the left or right and we had three or four players following the ball and not checking who was making what runs. Seven, we played a three-man pass, which was predictable. And by that, I will show you on the tactic board when I get to it. Don't worry about that. I'll explain that more in detail. Eight, too big of a gap between our three-man midfield and our three up front. Again, I'll show you that on the tactic board. And that was my half-time notes. Second half, well, first off, I already had a note to write down. It took us 45 minutes to make any attacking intent whatsoever, any note of any worth. We continued to clear the ball to our left and right backs, whether that was Casper, whether that was Evans, and whether that was Soyuncu. I'm getting sick of seeing us trying to play a lofted ball out to our left wingers and putting us instantly back under pressure. It's pathetic. It's annoying. It's frustrating. Um, what did I put down there? Oh, yeah, still sat back way too deep. So I already had, you know, already had three points straight off the board to put down that were exactly the same. We were static when pressed by Chelsea. We didn't know where to go. We didn't know what to do with it. So what did we do? Where did we go with it? Backwards. That's what we like to do. We did a lot of it. You know, it took 57 minutes for us to have our first shot on the goal. Two, what have I written down here? So I wrote this down so much, I'm trying to look at it. Yeah, took, you know, took too long to build up. You know, we had nothing going. We failed to start with any actor and play a two up front, despite screaming out for it. Daniel Amati had our best chance of the game. And then point number 18, I gave up. So where did Leicester get that tactically? For, for those of you that are viewing it, and for those of you that are listening to my past podcast, I'll try and make this as detailed for you as possible so you can visualize it if you're listening to us and you can obviously see it if we are while we're live watching it here or if you're catching up with it so how did Leicester lose the game tactically well Brendan have a look mate have a look mate have a look right because what Leicester decided to do was they decided to play the 4-3-3 which is fine because Leicester have played that system before and done well with it but what have Leicester been doing wrong over the last current few weeks well here's what they've been doing wrong They've been doing this. Beep, 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 beep. It's not a bleep machine. It's the reversing that you normally hear on trucks reversing. Beep, 
Beep, beep, beep. Leicester did that. When Chelsea had the ball, and Chelsea had the ball quite a lot, funny enough, they probably had the ball more than they had the ball in the back of our net. I've just lost my pen, but otherwise I'd show you. Imagine these three here aren't Leicester players, because they were so far up the pitch and out of the way of the scene, they might as well not be on the board. It's the only way you'd see them. Chelsea were pressing here with a few more men, you know, just use your imagination, and a five, and a five-man attack they did. They pressed us, and what happened is, is Leicester went so far back, right, Casper couldn't see for, 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 for every man in his way. Leicester's defensive midfield and their attacking midfield outlet was at the edge of our box. And what happened with one of the goals from Mr. Kante, Mr. Faster than Mini, I didn't need one at Leicester because I'd rather run to the training ground. He went, excuse me, coming through. Cheers, lads. Thanks. Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll send you that message at half-time. I'll let me just off this shot because Leicester aren't coming near me. Bang, thanks very much. That's 2-0. Yeah, great. That's exactly what we need to see. And Jamie Vardy was probably having to get carrier pigeons to Lutman and and uh, and Harvey Barnes to get his message across going, are we doing anything up here? What are we doing? Our team's all the way down here. I can't see them. Are they all down there? And what one of these two was probably going, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. Yeah, they're all there, mate. They're in that half and they're, and they're right next to Casper. And what are we doing here? Ain't got a clue. That was, that was the entirety of, I'd say, 80% of that match. Another thing Leicester got wrong, and I'm sick of this, absolutely sick to death of it. We'll have a defender somewhere in between the gaps, zonal marking, and what we'll do is we will allow Rudiger to get marked by the smallest man on the pitch in all Brighton. Not his fault, right? So we're only filling gaps as the defenders. Evans and Soyuncu weren't marking the danger men. They were just sat in them gaps. And the, the, the men that got the biggest threat for Chelsea aerially, we're allowed to stand next to midfielders. And that means that when Evans and Soyuncu and Amati were kind of running to kind of clamber into each other, which is what they did, then Rudiger was allowed to go, well, thanks very much. You've knocked him out of the way, so I'll get in. Thanks very much. That's 1-0. Zona marking. Get rid of it. I'm sick to death of seeing us try and match like for like in the box and having our best defenders there to get a clear header and out the box. It doesn't work. I don't get it. I don't understand. If you're going to mark zonally, at least have your actual defenders doing the marking and have your slightly taller or stronger midfielders be there for the loose ball. Hell, take one of them, for example, like a Yori Tillmans or a James Madison and have them there. Have them there so at least then when this area is overcrowded and that ball does get headed out and it's looped up in the air, we have a Madison, we have a Tillemans, we have an Ndidi or or even an Albrighton due to his lack of height in the box. And that allows Leicester to at least have Harvey Barnes and, and Adamona Lutman or whoever's playing on them wings to get the ball and automatically put Leicester on the front foot for Vardy to then hold his line keep stretching their defenders and allow Leicester to come at the teams with something. We spent the majority of every set piece in Chelsea attack with nine men in our box to a point. And again, what did that allow us to not do as a team? That allowed us that whenever, ever we had the slightest opportunity to catch Chelsea out and aggressively press Chelsea, we couldn't because we were passing the ball from Evans to Soyuncu to a Marty, to Samori and, and Didi, and then 
the poor bloke in the midfield, whether it was Madison or whoever it was in that position, suddenly then had to drag himself all the way back here and run 20 yards. And by the time he'd done that, Chelsea probably dispossessed and, and were on the attack. So yet again, Leicester put the reverse brakes on and Leicester were forced to then make Vardy and Lutman and Barnes run all the way back. Just so if the case that Chelsea did give the ball away, they didn't get it straight back. It was ridiculous. We need to find a higher live press. And if you're going to play three in the midfield and you're going to stick to your guns with, with five at the back, first of all, I want I want four at the back. Because then Leicester can still stick with their two in holding midfielders. Because what they can do then is a four, three, one, two. They can play that, you know, they can play the midfielders and they can take the defender out. I haven't got any more markers to change it to a, a midfield colour. But then they can stick with the two up front of Ian Atchel and Vardy. Sorry to Barnes, but sorry, you have to make do with, with coming off the bench and, and maybe taking that 10 roll off Madison or something. Because you're not, you shouldn't be playing as a left winger the way Leicester are currently playing. What Leicester should do is stick with Madison or Yuri Tillemans there, let the three midfielders operate in a defensive holding unit. So this midfielder becomes your ball-to-ball -ball winner. He gets the ball there. He's got a Madison there. If he gets the ball there, he's got Madison and Vardy and that talk to him. Because if Leicester don't do that, I'm going to be doing the same tactical approach every week of it, mate. Brendan Rodgers, Chris will leave the link in, in, in the comments below if you want to hire me. I'm just there, mate. There's my tactical approach. <laughs> I was just going to say, can we, I'll, I'll clip that out and send it to you so that sort of if it is the same every week, you don't have to do it. You can just replay the same one. Um, yeah. Just to let you know, Burnley equalised against Palace, 3 all. Newcastle 2-2 two, yeah. two with Brentford, um, although that's without Eddie Howe, who's obviously got COVID. Norwich and Southampton are still 1-1. One, one. Villa, Brighton 0-0. Nil, nil. Wolves, West Ham 0-0. Nil, nil. Man United have got one back against Watford. Oh well, to be fair, the yeah. rest of my predictions are going a lot better because a lot of them draws are what I say. It's not all doom and gloom for my predictions league. It is for mine. Um, here we go. Brad says, uh, sorry, Scott says, Brad, what about when Chelsea have the ball and our own defence is running back at their at their own goal instead of going to close the ball down? Scott, that's exactly what I was saying, mate. That's exactly what my point was by making the beeping noises. I wasn't editing out my swear words. It was me telling us that Leicester went on a seven, sometimes eight-man reverse. You know, you know, Chachar real soon. Reverse, reverse. That's what I heard every time Chelsea had the ball. Like, I think that's what the players must have been hearing in there. They must have been going, beep, that, warning, Leicester are reversing. Beep, warning, Leicester are reversing. <laughs> And sometimes I felt we had three keepers in goal, mate. It was tragic to watch how off the ball we were. How scared they were to go out and make a mistake attacking. I'd rather than make a mistake trying to hit Chelsea on the break and concede than, than be like this. Because that's what it was, mate. It wasn't like Leicester were putting the chest out going, come at us, we'll, mm. we'll take you out. It was, please don't shoot. Please don't run at me. Please, please. Yeah. That's what it felt like. I 100% agree with Scott, and that's what my point was with the noises and the beeping. I was trying to put a, a fun noise towards how embarrassing it was that we were going so backwards. Um, and I found my pen at the wrong one. <laughs> Scott says, I need to record Brad's moves. <laughs> and whilst yeah. if, you, if there are things are going like this and he has to do the same every week, I'll be, I'll be saving in the, uh, the effort. Just, oh, right. 
play track A. Um, yeah. Right, Brad. I'm going to bring up uh, Alan Bennett's match statistics. Uh, anybody new in? Um, uh, if anybody's new in, please go and subscribe to the channel. That would be great. We'd really appreciate that. And if you're enjoying the video and Brad's tactics, please smash the likes button as well. That helps us. Uh, even if you're a Chelsea fan, feel sorry for us. Subscribe and smash the likes button. Um, man of the match, as I say, Alan Bennett, who, for anybody that's new, does them um, as soon as he leaves the stadium, in fairness. so he, But he's, he's at the stadium, he's watching it live, he sees a lot more than, than we do on the telly, and he always sends them through, like I say, very quickly without... He obviously had some thought on it, but uh, very quickly. Um, I just want to see what Brad says, though. Um, so, Brad, give me your um, team's performance, manager's performance, and man of the match. I'll start them in least positive to most positive because I think we all need cheering up. Manager gets three. Manager mm -hmm. gets three because he definitely got that tactically wrong today. I will never mm -hmm. give a manager a zero. I don't get, you know, get a three. Good, because I've got a zero to, to put on my system, so it has to be a one. <laughs> the players actually get a six from me because they followed the manager's instruction. It wasn't too much wrong with the actual overall performance. If you're saying that's how Brendan was asking them to play. If you look at it that way, yes, it was a bad performance and a bad result, but actually they did exactly what was asked of them. They played predictably as Brendan has been asking them to. And I say the word predictably, because if we can notice it week in, week out, so can our oppositions, right? So I'll give the players some credit because all they did was their job they were asked to do. And my man of the match, because he actually got forward, he actually played with some aggression, he actually played with some passion, and he's probably steadily managed to claw himself out of the cold and become a Leicester fan favourite this season. I'm giving it to a guy who was denied... A goal uh, in in the sense of many made a save, and that is Daniel Amarty. Yeah. I'm giving it to Daniel Amarty. He was probably, by a country mile, our best player on the pitch, and that says something when you nearly conceded six. Yeah. And to be honest with you, you're almost spot on there with. Um... With Alan, um, I shouldn't have posted it to the group. You probably saw it before he no, uh, went live. But, but no, about knowing to be fair. Yeah, I and then Daniel and Marty. I think you know, no, nobody, nobody shone out today. And I think you know, yes, he, he had. And I, I'm really pleased for the guy because he took a lot of stick. And you know, maybe he's showing Perez, get your head down when you get the chance, take it, play decently. And things can turn around for you. And Daniel's done that. So well done to him. Manager completely got it wrong today. Uh, sorry, he just got it wrong. He needs he needs to he needs to take a leaf out of two shells book and two shells at Tuchel's book and actually pick a formation. Somebody said, you know, what is his best? Does he know his best eleven? I don't think he does. The team, you know I'm gonna be honest with you, Brad. I think you've been over generous there. And I know what you're saying, totally. Yeah. I do get the fact that they are playing the way he wants to. Yeah. But when I looked at that game, I looked at the general way they were playing. 
they couldn't pass wind, let alone a ball to each other. It was back to it was back to somebody playing FIFA for the first time. You know, instead of having a shot, they were running it off the side of the pitch. So many passes went either A, behind the players, you know, you, I'm passing it to you and it goes behind you because you're running up, or B, to somebody in yellow. And I don't mean Leicester yellow either. I mean, you know, Chelsea yellow. So it when they can't do the simple things, right, like pass a ball, tackle, and... Then, well, you know, that's not down to the man. Well, it is down to the manager because he's got to get it right on training. But that's not down to the formation. You should be able to do the basics. And he, I have to agree with um, purely because they did kind of pick it up better in the second half. Four is as much as I I could give them. And I'd I'd have probably gone for three for the team, to be honest with you, because they do need to look at themselves. And as much as we're saying, well, yeah, they're doing it Brendan's way and Brendan wants this. If you can't pass a ball from A to B, then you shouldn't be playing in the Premier League. My my biggest quirk with that, and I, I believe I might have brought it up before on this, is if you actually look back at the games when Leicester were high-flying and they were playing the counter-attacking football and it all looked sexy football and Leicester and everything was sunshine and roses and we were beating teams 3-0, 4-1, whatever, we were still making them passes, mate. We were still making them passes behind the player. The ball was still going out of play. We were overhitting passes. We weren't. It's just that style of play needs to come back. They need yeah, to maybe, be. But when we were doing well, we would have been getting a certain percentage of those passes correct. Otherwise, sure. we wouldn't have been scoring goals. What we're doing now is we're not getting any. You know, I'm, I'm not seeing it at all. I've just seen so many times. And even, you know, even the players that came on, you know, you, you bring it on, and let me just go back and look who was in that. Who was in that? Um, uh, there we go. I mean, do you bring on Jewsbury Hall in that situation? Is he going to change the game for you? Three nil down. Do you not bring Daku on and say, "F it, let's let's just go for it." Because Dewsbury Hall, he was one of the culprits. I mean, saying that was it couldn't couldn't pass pass wind. Um, I, I just it is it is scary. And you know what's more scary? Let me show you this. This is what we've got coming up after Chelsea. We've got uh, Legia Warsaw, and we've got Watford, and then we've got midweek. Uh, journey down to the south coast here. And I'll tell you now, uh, an evening game against Southampton away from home, it's not going to be another 9-0, you know. And, and Watford, you know, they're, 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 they're giving uh, Man United a bit of a lesson at the moment. And I dread to think what's going to happen in Europe. I really am. Um, and I said that, earlier, that, that... Brad... That's what Sorry. makes it more more damning, isn't it? That's what makes today's performance more damning because even if we'd have gone 2-0 down the way we did and showed the effort we did like we did against Arsenal, we'd have been sat there going, all right, 2-0. Yeah, we had another bad start to the game. We do really need to be improving that. But we did this, we did that, we had these chances. The fact that we are taking absolutely... No positives from this game, and we've got that run of fixtures. 
you want to go see, you know, like you commonly say, anybody keep in anybody, and on paper, Leicester should probably win their next three games, irrespective of form. But form comes and form goes, and it's very difficult to get form back when it goes, and it's very difficult to, you know, it's not easy to keep form when you're in it, you know, you're because you're trying mm. you're trying to do it week in, week out. That performance was harrowing. And we've got a must-win game now in Europe. And it is must-win because, let's face it, even, even if we was in good form, we'd be hard-pressed to beat Napoli at Napoli, let alone get a draw against them. We need to win that game to make sure, whether people like it or not, we will be playing some form of European competition come the end of this group, right? Whether it's Europa or the Conference League. And, and then, then you're going to, um, obviously, their game is still going on, but you're going to go to a team that are buoyed by their performance against Manchester United, barring a collapse. Obviously, if they're going to lose like 6 or 7-2, then we'll feel less about it. But if they go and get something from this game, and even if they lose, they'll feel buoyed by the effort. And, of course, it's Ranieri's return. I don't want to go to Southampton because guess what, mate? April Fools. You say you say it won't be a nine 0 away at Southampton. We've got Vestergaard and Bertrand. It might. And another thing, it's <laughs> yeah, not to us though. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but yeah, that's what I mean. It could be nine 0 but just not the way it was yeah. last time out. Is what I mean. Yeah. And I, there's thing. Maybe you'll be able to tell me this, Chris. Is Bertrand injured? Well, he was. Yes, allegedly, but he was on the bench today, so. So, so, you know, so why, but, why didn't he, in a game against a very good Chelsea, a very, very good side, why did he put Mark Brighton on the right wing when he could have played Castagna on his preferred side and put Bertrand on the left? Maybe he wasn't quite a uh, good point, but maybe he wasn't quite fit enough. Um, I'm going to kind of do it down now because... Um, I had my uh, I had my booster jab today, and I think it's beginning to having a bit of an effect on me. So, um, yeah, watching that performance doesn't probably help your booster jab. <laughs> it doesn't actually. No, I wish I could be be jabbed back in time. Um, Brentford are now beating Newcastle. Um, all I will say is maybe some good news. Maybe some good news is. Um, and we're grasping at straws here. As things stand, we are only two points off eighth. We are only three points off seventh and four points off sixth. So maybe maybe it's not as bad as, 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 we're, as we're making out. But Brad, thanks very much as always, mate. Yeah, it's been a, it's, weirdly, it's been a pleasure because at least people on this show cheer me up. You know, they, they make me feel a bit better and I get me a little break to get my rant out in, in, in tactical form, and I'm glad people are enjoying it. So, yeah. Um, Did I miss something here? Did I miss you doing the char-char slide? Oh, yeah, that was me when I said reverse, reverse, because that's oh, what right. I think they hear when they do the reversing. They must say that because they, they pedal back like it, mate. <laughs> I'm going to clip that. I will definitely clip that. And if you do like the little clips... Um, then don't forget that you can now follow us on TikTok for all the little clips. I just put my favourite ever Vardy goal up there to see if you agree with me. And you can find 
find us on TikTok on LTID TV. LTID TV. Give us a follow on there. Bradley, thank you so much. Sorry, your Sunday name. I'm Christopher. You're Bradley. It's good I'm night not for Bradley. me. It's not even my Sunday name. It's on my birth certificate. <laughs> Mate, thank you very much. I will see you Thursday night for a late one. Hopefully, maybe some good news. But to be honest with you, I don't think it is going to be. Oh, no. We're going to have to talk about our League of Warsaw did a double over us. Great. <laughs> uh, uh, I'm just trying yeah. Is Joel back yet, please? Is he not back yet? Oh, never mind. No, he asked me to give Chris a, a Lester's Isaiah call. Yeah, Joel Glazer, please. Thank you very much. Goodbye. He's not yes, going to return my call, oh, is he? So we see if um, Martin Yole's available. <laughs> oh, Alan Pardew, mate. You know, he Neil, is not. Neil Warnock, mate. Neil Warnock. Hey, the can you Ferguson of air dryer treatments. <laughs> Brilliant. Mate, thank you so much for doing that. And I will see you on post-match on Thursday night with the cocoa and slippers. Yeah, no worries, mate. Hopefully the football's better and we keep ourselves awake with a decent win, but well, that would be nice. Cool. That would be nice. All right, mate, take care. Thanks very much. And you cheers everybody for joining me. Thanks a lot. Thanks to Brad there, as always, excellent. And I thank him for everything he does for the channel. He really is a good support. And his tactic board is amazing. He knows what he should, he knows what he's talking about. Don't forget, guys, subscribe to us, please. Less Little I Die TV on the old YouTube. And um, if you want to watch us back, go over to say Less Little I Die TV and you can catch us on there. Um, if you want to listen to us as well, uh, or instead of watching us, although I don't know why you wouldn't want to uh, to spend the time, ladies, looking at uh, looking at Brad. You know, um, we like to say <laughs> women's own top totty. There he is. Uh, you can also kick it, find us on podcasts: Apple, Spotify, Google, Podcast Addict, Anchor, and your favourite podcast platform. Or you just ask your smart speaker to play the podcast Lester Till I Die. Well, I don't know. don't know how I feel. Liverpool Arsenal coming up at R5. We're going to be back Monday night. Um, yes, we are. We are actually going to be back Monday night. I nearly forgot with this. It's the opposition view, and I have a feeling I'm not going to enjoy that show. <laughs> uh, the back post will be joining us on Monday at 7 o'clock. And Tuesday, look out for it. BBC uh, website, Leicester City homepage, um, Tuesday talking point. I might just have something to talk about. Thanks for watching and listening. Thanks to everybody that was in the chat. Scott, thank you as always. Uh, uh, and uh, JJ, when he popped in as well. Um, 
Andrew as well, thank you very much. Bookline, uh, welcome as always. It's great. Anybody else I've not mentioned? Um, it's uh, yes, yes. Scott, do I have a little bit of French in me? No, but um, I do know a little French lady, and I'd like to put some French in her. That's another story for another time and another channel at an <laughs> after the watershed. Brad, you've been the worst out on me. See you Monday night at seven o'clock. Take care. Thanks for watching. Hello, Matt Elliott here. Hi, Alan Smith here. Hey guys, Ian Hume here. Hi everybody, Jerry Taggart here. Be sure to watch Chris and Leicester Till I Die TV for all the latest Leicester City news and information. You can also subscribe on YouTube and various social media channels for the latest updates and news on Leicester City Football Club. Come on, you foxes! Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. So, people are on the pitch, they think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. The Talksport Fan Network is proudly teaming up with Free for Mental Health Awareness Week this year. We understand that the journey as a supporter isn't always smooth sailing. But rest assured, you're not alone. There's a vast network of fellow fans who share your passion and may be experiencing similar challenges. Honesty is key in any relationship. If your friend asks you how you are feeling, tell them honestly. If you're going through a difficult time, let them know. Opening up about how you are feeling can really make a difference. After all, they are your mates for a reason. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.